trying to think that like two nights ago they had, it was supposed to be some knockoff um, spinachy casserole kind of it was noodly and <clears throat> it's supposed to be some sort of knockoff Italian dish with like an Alfredo sauce and it was like the sauce was gritty and like the sports guys get so excited about that stuff yeah. and all I'm, I'm just like God how can you possibly eat this stuff All right. You ready to do this? Yeah, but as usual, I forgot what I needed to say. Oh, wait a minute. Hey, uh, what are we talking about? That might be a good oh, start. Oh, well, we were going to talk about Paul's thing, his uh, his little sports thing. I'm not thing. talking about Paul's thing. <laughs> how do we how do we not remember how to do this? I don't Every <laughs> I fucking... Don't know. I know. It's like we should have it on the board, know. you know? <laughs> hey, morons, remember. Anyway. Testing one, two, three on my mic. 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 I'm Todd Meisner. I'm Todd Wilbur. I'm Paul Coletti. I'm Gary Crambeck. We did it. And we're talking pictures. And for those of you who are regular listeners to the podcast, you will notice that Paul Coletti has made a triumphant return after two months of absence. Happy to be back. And we we chilled down the studio so much that he's still wearing his jacket. (laughs) I am. (laughs) And then the fourth voice that you heard is... 40-year veteran of the Dispatch Argus Photo Department, Gary Krabbeck. Everybody give Gary a round of applause. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. So, so we the, the topics t- today. Paul, Paul in his freelance life is yeah. uh, going to be doing this <laughs> sports talk amongst amateurs uh, this talk. weekend? This weekend? It's, uh, yeah, a week after, a week, a day after tomorrow. So I thought Saturday we'd talk a little about sports, we talk a little about sports photography, which is great on the radio. So anyway, Paul Coletti, yeah, what have you, yeah. tell our, our, our loyal listener yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> what uh, you've I, been I up to uh, since you left our employee. Well, since um, late December, I've been, well, I've been Primarily, a lot of my time is spent at home three days a week with uh, doing the stay-at-home dad. How routine. come it took you so long to get to stay-at-home dad? I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> He's like, you're looking for a sexier name for it. I, I, don't know. I was trying to. I was trying to domestic come up with engineer fatherhood. <laughs> yep, uh, I'm gonna rewire the house and uh, <laughs> yeah, rewire. 220, 222, <laughs> whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, doing the stay-at-home dad thing three days a week, um, and on my my days off or days on i don't know how you'd refer to it um on the days that you know i'm not at home uh with my daughter then i'm you know trying to drum up business and shoot what i can and do paperwork and take pictures hopefully occasionally when i have uh time between uh office work and you know appointments and all sorts of other stuff. So. Do you wear an apron around the house when you're cleaning? <laughs> no. Is it, is, it, is it just the apron? <laughs> is it just the apron? <laughs> just the apron. That's pa- right. Yeah. Painting pictures. That's what we do here. Sarah, Sarah comes home. Welcome home, home, honey. Welcome home, honey. Paul's wearing... Baby's, baby's been taken care of. Right. Wearing nothing but an apron. A glass of wine. <laughs> yeah. um, you, if you, when you retire in two weeks... You're not going to see this in an apron. You're, I think Duluth Trading makes... Makes an a apron. man apron. I think they make a man apron. Uh, and it, it I mean, I know that you and I are loyal Duluth trading underwear yeah, wearers. Yeah. I'm a fan. I'm not sure that that everybody needed to know that, but what's the underwear <laughs> I, called? I, buck naked. Buck naked. <laughs> buck naked underwear. I think everybody does know it. Yes, yes. But, uh, Actually, Meg, Meg, is like, Meg texted me. He's like, do they make anything for women? They do. 
They, they do. do. Yeah. yeah. Buck naked. They I don't think they make it stuff. in double zero. Well, that <laughs> not be. I don't know if you've ever seen the I mean, ladies Meg, in Meg, the catalog. I mean, uh, Meg's about they're as real women. Meg's about as thin as this mic stand. Yeah. 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 I don't know, but uh, I highly recommend. But um, no, I want to get back to your uh, your uh, your thing. So have you yeah. have you have you picked up some some freelance clients? Have you shot anything? I've been shooting a little bit for Augustana College. Nice, um, but it, not to the the volume uh, or regularity that that it's anybody trying off to do season this. anyway. That's what I keep telling myself. Yeah. yeah, I actually I was remarking to my wife a couple of weeks ago that. Um, I think I picked the worst time of the year. I know I picked the worst time of the year to like, oh, you know what? I'm going to start shooting photos, you know, on my own in the dead of winter. Everybody needs a photographer in January. <laughs> this is going to be great. We're so going to be rolling in the so, dough come so, spring. So many President's uh, Day cards that they want to yeah, sign exactly, out. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, it's like yeah, it's, putting the house up for sale yeah. when it's in the middle of a blizzard. Yeah, yeah. Come on by for the open house on Sunday. <laughs> Put your galoshes right there yeah, on the yeah. ground yeah did uh are you doing any personal stuff have you uh well trying like i was saying a minute ago um with trying to get so many i i'm i'm making a short story long but I'll what else that, is new <laughs> apparently nothing has changed yeah. podcast podcast the more, podcast. They, yeah, the more they change the more they stay the same um well, because I'm I'm trying to do this full time and it's not just like a side gig, I've really been treating it like a business in getting um, my legal things in order, um, accounting things in order, business registration, all that stuff. It's not just like, oh, I'm going to get a camera and shoot and charge people what I feel like. I'm really trying to get my ducks in a row and do this mm -hmm. like a business venture. Um, and getting all of that up and going, everything from filing with the state to incorporating with paperwork and, you know, getting an accountant and, you know, getting, you know, insurance uh, and it, everything else that, that comes with it that I, I kind of knew was out there but didn't really – that didn't realize how much time and effort it took. Yeah. Uh, it's probably something I could have banged out in like a week and a half. But when I'm home, you know, raising the baby, you know, three days a week and I've got – you know, little time to do that on Mondays and Thursdays. Um, you know, it leaves very little time left to like shoot, you know. So for the past, you know, eight or nine weeks, you know, on my days off or my days on, however you want to call it, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working to, you know, get business things in order, right. you know, and shooting, you know, I really have to schedule that in. Um, you know, now that that business kind of arrangements are, are done, you know, finalized, I can get back to saying, oh, you know, tomorrow I'm going to go out and shoot all day or mm -hmm. I'm going to do something personal or I'm going to, you know, finally get to take the photos that I've been thinking about or, you know, on and on. Um, but up to this point, it's it's been hard to do. You should go out and shoot a feature. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to water feature. Hi, I'm Paul. Yeah. I used to be with the dispatch. I took your picture. <laughs> I get your name and your home phone number and yeah. your bank account yeah. number. Yeah. Would you like to buy this picture of yourself, like, Just out of curiosity. It's, yeah. it's a nice yeah. picture. <laughs> Um, I well, know when you, I'm sorry. I, well, I was going to say that I read, I read, a, I, I, I'm not a frequent user of Twitter. I mean, I'm out there, mm -hmm. but I'm not that active on it. And I don't know where it's like NPPA retweeted it or who retweeted it this morning, but it was a, an, a blog post by Todd Bigelow photography. Um, the big photo blog perspectives on photojournalism and i don't know todd um if he walked into the room i'd be like hey are you todd bigelow but it would be mm -hmm. weird if he did um 
he wrote an open letter to University Photo J programs. And, okay. and I'll put a link on our, our, uh, on our blog mm-hmm. to his blog because I think that it speaks to what Paul's talking about in the sense that setting up a business and that photojournalism schools are not preparing mm-hmm. young photographers to manage the world of, of, of freelance yep. when they leave school. It's all, they have to go and get education, go to a Todd Bigelow um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, workshop mm-hmm. for two days or a day or however long he does these um, to, to get the expertise that these people paid a four-year, four-year college education. Now, he does let Syracuse and um, Rochester Institute of Technology off the hook and uh, yes, and then a handful of others that actually do have classes in business for for students. But I didn't, I didn't, you know, they didn't. None of that. I mean, right. I mean, you have to kind of learn by scratch. And we use Leah, who used to be an intern for the paper, and is uh, Leah is a wonderful photographer. If you're looking for a photographer in the Ohio area, Leah mm-hmm. is available. But Leah is had graduated from. Uh, Kent uh, did a Columbus internship uh, in Columbus, Ohio, and now she is doing freelancing in and around the Ohio area of wherever the town she's from, which I have just forgotten. Medina. Medina. So, um, and so she's got to manage these kinds of problems as mm-hmm. a as a yeah. recent college grad, and in talking to her in, in recent weeks, you know that's. This is these are this is a problem for kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, to, to figure yeah. out what am I going to charge, what are my rights, what are my contracts, and all these things, and kids are kind of thrown into the deep end of the water. Um, I can't imagine having to do it as a as a twenty something college graduate because me as a thirty something with that much more professional and life experience, uh, I'm not having a hard time, but just kind of overwhelmed and inundated, and you know, to to have to do it. At, 22 or 23 out of college when you want to do it and make money and because i think his blog said he he had gotten some statistics and and without having to open it up again on my phone that the i think he said that 60 percent of the photographers working in the united states are freelance Mm. and i don't know if i think that number is high or low it's like a census number but it but it see but if you're you know there, I yeah. mean, we had a but when we needed to, you know, we ha- have hired somebody to to replace you, and and um, you know, Meg, we you know we had in hand to replace Paul, but you know, we had to go out and look, you know, scour the the landscape, and we got a lot well, of. Let's out- face it, I was harder to replace. <laughs> it's true. Man. We had to go big. That's right. We had to go big. We had to. Your chair is too big to fill with a very small person. That's right. Um, and so. Uh, these, but these these kids are out there, and it was amazing to me how many people who had used to work here or had had advanced. You know, we we went totally entry level, but there were a lot of people who called me who have been in the business for for a good amount of time, who were into their thirties, who were interested in the job. Now, unfortunately, I'm paying only paying entry level money, so there's not really much I can do for them. I can't give them more money because right. it's an entry level job. So we had to find the best entry level person. I think Brian will, will be fabulous in the job. Me too. But um, but the that they're in talking to the kids that I interviewed. It's 
I mean, it's mm-hmm. you get kind of get a sense of the struggle of having to go through managing their day, and you know, I've got this assignment and this. I mean, it's just it's very complicated for a twenty year old to be able to manage that world, as Paul said. Yeah. Well, and I I think, um, and I read this on uh, Chase Jarvis. You still I, reading his blog? He doesn't of, listen to our podcast. I, Why are you reading his blog? I, I have a love-hate relationship with Chase Jarvis. <laughs> but um he and he had said, and I find this to be true too, that if you're if you love photography, the photography game, the business probably isn't for you. Like it's you don't because that's not what you do, and that's not what you have to do. Like photography's the job, but it's not you yeah. know, you're not you're not out taking pretty pictures in the snow today. You know, you're hustling clients, you're marketing, you're blogging, you're doing this and you're doing that, and you're networking and all that. I'm, I think you yeah. have to love yourself more. If you're going to yeah. be Chase Jarvis, I, and this is not yeah. a slam on Chase Jarvis, but I think those guys that are become superstar celebrity kind of photography guys, yeah. Yeah. egos are so enormous that their power of personality is their best marketing tool. Mm-hmm. It's I don't even know if it's the work. I think it's they just overwhelm. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, you'll ever watch uh, the guy who does the the squinch. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's funny. Uh, um, he's great. His name. Yeah. Hurtley. Hurtley. Yeah. yeah Paul. Right. Pete. Pete. Peter. Peter. Peter Hurley. Hurley. Peter Hurley. First go. of all, the squinch is awesome. Yeah. I mean, and Holding he, a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, his stuff is awesome. But that guy's got a personality yeah. bigger, as big as the Empire State Building. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's really interesting. I've watched yeah. some of his videos. He's really good. But man, you got to have that like mm-hmm. super duper huge personality to, to, to become one of those, I would say, <clears throat> celebrity professional photographers. And I don't mean that they photograph, excuse me, they photograph celebrities, but they are, in, in a sense, become a celebrity yeah. themselves. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Now, you've, you've been doing this for a long time. Do you ever take pictures for yourself? I mean, Gary, I mean, for, after 40 years of busting your hump in the photojournalism game, do you just, like, put the cameras down and set them down and, like, I, I just don't want to ever take another picture until I have to get up and go to work tomorrow? Oh, yeah. I used to do a lot of, well, when I first started, I did a lot of weddings and that kind of stuff. And then there was the freelance field. I'd had, oh, probably about five or six, you know, constant clients that would call me and say, we have uh, a gentleman coming into our corporation need to have you, uh, you know, follow us around for a day or two. Um, but with the age of digital, I think that's kind of dried up a little bit because now they have a guy in corporate that, you know, does it so they don't have anybody to call anymore. Yeah, I would probably, yeah. yeah I mean, I know that the... I mean, look at what they, I mean. I I don't want to speak for our friend Dick Oberg, who's you know one of the fine finest studio photographers I know. But you know, when Dick, when the digital age hit, I mean, a lot of his client base dried up because you had co- cousin Billy mm-hmm. shooting parts. I mean, you know, he could light the crap out of a you know any kind of washer or part or motorcycle or whatever. I mean, it that's not easy. I mean, it's not you don't just point lights on a seamless backdrop and, and photograph a motorcycle and have it look like you want to make a poster out of it. And Dick was the best at it. But um, but a lot of the people that, you know, his client base kind of shrunk on that kind of stuff. So he's got to bust his hump in other ways to, mm-hmm. to, to keep the studio rolling. Yep. So that's unfortunate. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I think Gary's right. Yep. Well, I want to know, what, Paul, what kind of fields or, or uh, uh, clients even that, that you have? I mean, what, what do you do? I mean, do you go shoot... You know, uh, industrial stuff, uh, businesses. Um, Ideally, I'd like to be in the commercial photography arena. That's what I'd prefer to do. 
Um, so porn is out. <laughs> I didn't say that. Okay. No, <laughs> no, no. Um, Honey, I, we got to put money. We got to put food on the table. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It pays They're well, just naked know. girls. It pays really well, honey. I, yeah, it's a business. It's a business. I don't love it. Why are you naked? <laughs> um, so ideally, Gary, that's right. I'd like to be doing mostly that kind of stuff. Um, in the uh, in the two and a half months that I've been away from the paper, I've also spent a lot of time preparing for a couple of wedding shows that I did. Um, and I said this when I left the paper that I wasn't leaving necessarily to, necessarily to be a wedding photographer. Um, but there's good money to be made there. And you have a chance to be artistic and creative. And um, you're working with people who know what they want. Um, but, it's, but there's enough creativity and freedom there to, you know, to, satis, to satisfy that, that artistic side of the, of the photography as well. Um, but, but more commercial stuff, industrial stuff. Um, advertising, that sort of thing is is the direction I'd like to move in, where I'd like to mm -hmm. be, yeah. The, well, the direction I am moving in, um, yeah, I'm not there yet, only having two months under my belt, but um, that's that's the direction, yeah. You know, it's when you left, you were in the midst of a camera change, a camera system right. change, mm -hmm. and you're still working on that. Are, have you, yeah. I, I, any, what's your, what's your two-month, uh, check up on that i mean are you still are you very liking happy. what you're doing okay. yeah. say uh yeah. uh no the uh the I, the switch from nikon to sony is where i am and uh i'm still loving it i mean the optics um the cameras the the features the options um everything i mean really just mm -hmm. yeah still very happy thrilled good yep good to hear yeah and you had i know at one time you had complained about the camera didn't inspire you to feel like a professional or I can't remember how you worded it, but it was, I don't remember how I worded it either. One of the, one of the things I got used to with shooting with professional DSLRs here at the paper was having that vertical grip on the bottom, yeah. you know, which is just built into the body of any pro DSLR. And when I got my Sony camera, it didn't have that. Um, and, and it felt something that I know you've complained a lot about shooting with Fuji cameras, yeah. you know, and their mirrorless systems is a lot of people rave at how small and compact they are. But, you know, when you're using it day in, day out, in all honesty, the fact that it's small is is much of a of a disadvantage as it is an advantage. Right. You know, you big hands, you know, it's hard to put up to your face and small viewfinders and the dials are smaller and the buttons are closer together and all that stuff. Um so I, I just went out and I bought a, a grip that screws onto the bottom like you would with any other DSLR. Mm -hmm. um, and that's gone a long way to helping me, um, you know, kind of fall back into my groove of using the camera the way I like to. Um, you know, it's got a vertical, vertical uh, shutter button, all the other buttons, you know, dials and stuff I can use. Um, you know, and now when I'm taking a, a vertical picture at a basketball game or something, I don't have my elbow, you know, my right elbow, you know, sticking up into the sky, right. you know, trying to turn the camera on its side so I can, you know, hit the button on the on the side. Now I can use it the way I'm, I'm used to using it. So hmm. um, it seems like a, a stupid little thing. Oh, buy a vertical battery grip and all your problems will be solved. Um, but for me, you know, it solved all the ergonomics and stuff, cool. all the issues I had with that camera beforehand. So, Good yeah. Deal. So you're going to that you mentioned shooting basketball. Now you're mm -hmm. transition will transition into the, one of the hooks to bring you in uh, back. And by the way, you're welcome anytime to come mm -hmm. back um, and do it. The 
Um, you're going to do a, tell us about your, you got hornswoggled. I did. Yeah. <laughs> just like I got hornswoggled <laughs> yes. three years ago. Yes. Has and it already been three years since you did this? It's been two or three. Two or three. Wow. Yeah. It felt like last year. Yeah. I know. Yeah. There's one year in between. Hmm. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I got, I got hornswoggled into speaking at a, a, a local photography summit on Saturday. Um, the, uh, the previously scheduled photographer who was going to talk about sports photography um, backed out. There was, from what I'm told, a host of reasons, a confluence of events, uh, the perfect storm, and jail time. Jail time, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't want to. Yeah, I didn't want to say it. Um, no, so he's unable to. He's unable to give the presentation that he was scheduled to give. Uh, so uh, all of our mutual friend and fellow photographer Greg Bull. Um, he and I have agreed to step in and talk for about 45 minutes on sports photography and how people, uh, amateurs or professionals, if they're in the audience, can can approach it and do it better or more easily. So, so how do you um, how do you like having most of your sports photography experience with a Nikon body? Yeah, and then now, do you do you, are you gonna? How do you work your new gear into the talk, or does Bull handle that part of it? Or well, gear gear we're touching on only peripherally, as to say what kind of what kind of long glass you need or don't need. Um, you know, he's been a Canon shooter for his entire professional career. I was a Nikon shooter until I, my recent move to Sony. Um, so we're not really getting into the pros and cons of you know one platform or another. Uh, be it mirrorless Canon versus Nikon, mirrorless versus SLR, um, that sort of thing. Um, so the only real kind of gear that we're talking about is generally if you're whatever camera system you've got, um, you know, be it the ones I've mentioned or another, um, you know, generally this is what you will need. You need a, a medium long piece of glass. Uh, a lot of people can't afford a 300, 2.8, that sort of the thing. The 50 so, won't yeah. cut it, if you're telling me. Yeah, yeah. Although there's a, I shot my know. kid's soccer game with yeah. a 50, and they're so far away. What happened? Yeah. Well, those people are like, I've got an 18 to 300. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ooh. F8. I, I bet that's good. F8. F8. Yeah. And I don't F8. understand yeah. why it doesn't work very well in the swimming pool. <laughs> the wrestling photos stink. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll probably touch on a little bit of that, too, kind of the technical aspects, but not dwell on any of that. And just, just in case, this is Saturday morning. Saturday morning, I think we start talking at like eleven fifteen. Where ish? St. Ambrose University at the Galvin Performing Arts Center. All right. Yeah. On the big stage. So on what the big stage? When you guys did wow. you guys? So you're gonna? I take it you're gonna be showing photos off and stuff. Right. What? He and I have a collection of pictures that we've decided to kind of demonstrate or illustrate our. Points what was here. that process? How'd you? Well, Greg and I are. You know, like I said, he and I are good friends. Like everybody in this room is a good friend with him. So he's really easy to work with. I mean, it's not competitive. I'm, I'm kind of 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50. Okay, it's take bull. him or leave him. Right? E e easy to work with? It's bull. <laughs> uh, okay. It was a really easy process. You yeah. know, I'll, we'll put one of my photos up and then one of yours and then one of mine and one of yours. And we'll go back and forth and make points. And um, we both got broad shoulders. So if, you know, there's something to be said that about one of my photos, you know, where Greg says, oh, it could have been improved here. Paul mm -hmm. could have shot it like this and. You know, that's fine. You're not going to take that. Uh, I won't take it personally. No. Um, I've got a couple shots of Greg. Uh, 
Will you send them to in me, sports? Please? Yeah, yes. okay, I think you got to sneak yeah. one of those. All right, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just be I like, hey, Greg, it. what would you done here? And uh, <laughs> you're you're yeah, still yeah. bitter about yeah. the John Deere Classic. I'll forever be bitter. No, it's I. It's, I'm, so you don't want me to put that in your retirement <laughs> slideshow? Uh, yeah, probably not. Uh, <laughs> no. So I, to, to explain it, to explain yeah. to everybody, Greg Bull caught Todd going underneath <laughs> the ropes at the John Deere Classic, and is it your camera that got caught? I had a, yeah, I had a. A camera with a 300 on a monopod and like the, the barrel of the camera is caught up in the ropes and it, I'm flailing a lot worse than what I really was it looks bad it looks like I'm uh, I, I, I don't know I can't remember what famous photographer shot that uh, like uh, partisan shot in the, the barbed wire during like World War One or something it looks a little bit like that. It's, oh. it's like that kind well, of. Well, it uh, kind of reminds me a little bit of. Remember um, at the opening of Why World of Sports? Yeah. <laughs> with the guy. The agony of defeat? Yeah. The agony of defeat. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, no. But and uh, I don't know. Greg. He caught you at Greg a weak moment that he, that he emailed us, all of us. Yeah, and that he enjoyed, he enjoyed uh, broadcasting. Hey, I got this picture it's of Walter. It's not just you guys. Yeah, it's, it's everywhere. <laughs> like people I don't know come up to me and they're like, hey, are you the guy? Yeah, that's me. Greg. Yeah, yeah. Kidding. You know Greg? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Screw you. Screw you, yeah. <laughs> Which one's yeah. your car? <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. That'll yeah. be fun. Because um, I, you, what impresses me about Greg, I just I spent some time knocking him here, but um, I will run into him. He'll go to events just to shoot. Yeah. Like right. uh, he goes uh, every year, we have a pretty decent criterium. Uh, and he'll just go and shoot the criterium. Nobody's paying him. Just to stay sharp. Just yeah. to stay yeah, sharp. Right. And yep. he, uh, you know, he's a big fan of the outdoors and things like that. And, uh, you know, it's, he, he takes his stuff along on vacations. And he's made a couple of really nice hiking slash kayaking, mm-hmm. you know, like photo book project things. And, um, you know, and, and I, I don't know. I hope, man, I hope I stay that way when I'm. Yeah, when I'm Greg's advanced age, <laughs> I sure hope I still have enthusiasm. Uh, um, I think that if there. we compare the gray in your beard to the gray in his beard, um, it's not going to be a whole lot different. It's pain, painfully true, but, um, but no. But Greg is, uh, you know, and his Criterium stuff is is really good. It's outstanding. Yeah, yeah. he and I have been going over, like I was saying, our shots uh, in preparation for Saturday and. Uh, you know, just looking through his stuff and deciding what to use. And he's got way more photos than you can talk about in an hour's worth of time. Oh, yeah. Um, his Criterium stuff and his uh, his golf photos. and Yeah, he, he famously has almost he's, the... He's the, he, we're the only shot. two photographers that have the picture of yeah. Jordan Spieth celebrating That's after right. chipping in from the from the dirt at 18. And... Um, but and the the Mises thing, version ended up in Sports Illustrated. That's right. This yeah. is this is true. That's all I'm this saying. is this is true. Uh, double truck. By one the way. one's probably better. Than du- that. Double truck in Sports Illustrated. I I mean I'm just saying. Just saying. Okay. That's out there. But the, the uh, but the thing about that is that the reason I mean the seat the secret behind that photo is we're old we were tired we were waiting for the winner well, the leaders to get to the hole yeah. and we're like oh there's this kid in the sand trap we better shoot him <laughs> the son of a bitch he chips in prize winning photo yeah, yeah and it's perfect. and you know that i mean i was talking to claire peterson recently about that and that 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 picture is the is the start of his career that was yeah. it that i was, mean that that that, that is yes. the, the the that's why sports illustrated wanted to use it that it's the it is the 
the, the, the launching point for him to become yep. the best golfer in the world. Yep. I mean, he, right. I don't think anybody's going to argue with me that he's the best golfer right in now. the world. Yeah. And so, um, sorry, Tiger. Um, yeah. Ty, Tiger Woods, big podcast listener. Big podcast yeah. listener. Big mm-hmm. podcast listener. You know, he's out on the golf course in Florida. Mm-hmm. He's got head yeah. earbuds in. <laughs> Those photo guys are so funny. <laughs> Slice into the woods. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> We've ruined him. I know. We've ruined it was him. Probably that. It was he, probably, was, yeah. he was the best golfer in the world until he started listening to this podcast. <laughs> Sleeping with waitresses from Denny's. One of those two things. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. uh, yeah. Anyway. Some, some for a swing coach to figure out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he, what he needed was a relationship coach, I think. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, how's your baby? She's great. Walking, growing teeth like crazy, screaming all the time. It's fantastic. Uh, She's no wonder you're here. No wonder you're here. Uh, yeah, I gotta get out of the house. Yeah, I gotta right. go do the podcast. Yeah, kidding. <laughs> yeah. Does, is so teething or no? Just growing them in right. normal, normal pace stuff. Yep. Yeah. Now you didn't leave her in the car, right? She's at home I, or at I daycare. Left, I left the heater on. She's got <laughs> <I left> the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the engine is running. Yeah. So, windows cracked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, come on, it's not hot out. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You know, it's fine. It's not, you know, it's not just, it's not, uh, you know, July in Atlanta. <laughs> no. So anyway, so Gary, your first time on the podcast, how's it going for you? Oh, not so bad. I kind of feel like uh, Mr. Wilson here. <laughs> <laughs> Staring over the top of the Yeah, yeah. I hold him. <laughs> you know, the thing is that we've gone, we've gone uh, 30 minutes into the podcast and he hasn't, he hasn't punned yet. Oh, that's right. Gary is it? Gary is the king of the puns. Yep. I mean, you can. I don't know how he comes up with them so fast. I don't either. Yeah. And I think it's not somebody you could. It's like walking up to a comedian and go, "Hey, be funny." Be funny. <laughs> that's right. Gary, give us a pun. Stop with the funny. It's, it, it would have to be. It would have to be like in the course of 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 human endeavor here for Gary to. to whip out a pun and in the in the wake of brian nelson's death gary yeah. is the the staff and the the you know the staff punster i mean brian yeah. was right up there too but brian has since passed away mm-hmm. unfortunately while working out yeah trying to get his health in order and yeah. then he kills over and has a heart attack while exercising it was a, it was a lesson we all learned that, from that's that's right. <laughs> i'm gonna go home and sit on the couch <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to happen to me. You know, I, 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 the other day I got home late, and I always tell Lise when we're, we're going to walk the dogs, I said, if, I'm home, if I get home late, just take Ivy the lab, because you don't want to leave the Ivy the lab at home Mm-hmm. And then take the golden retriever with you. The golden retriever is trustworthy enough <laughs> to just stand in the kitchen and wait for me. And like, when's he gonna get here? Looking at her little watch, you know. Got the dog an Apple Watch. It's nice. Constantly looking yeah. at it. I got a charger for, charger for it. You know, she can't. You know, the no posable thumbs. Yeah. Can't get it on the charger. Um, but the uh, so I, I'm I I get home and I I see that Lisa's like I could see her down the block. So she's come out of our cul-de-sac, taking a right, and she's like a block, like the, our block, and then a block down on our main route ahead of me. So I, you know, park the car, run in, grab the dog's collar, put the dog, put the dog on the collar, and the dog can still smell their scent as it as they're going. Now this is a eleven or a 10, 11 year old golden retriever who is pulling me down the street. She's like, "We gotta catch up. We gotta catch up." You know, she's pulling me, and I'm like, "I'm." 50 and I don't run. I'm not running after them. So I end up giving in to the dog and starting to jog after them. 
I hurt for two days. <laughs> my legs, my legs, I, mean, I take the blood pressure medicine. Let me, let me talk about my drugs. Yeah. I take the Lipitor. I take the blood pressure <laughs> medicine. Um, Your dog's 109 compared to what you are. Yeah, I know. I should, I know, I should yeah. feel bad. Well, that was the other thing was the dog, no effect. Yeah. Dog ran. She takes glucosamine for her joints. She got there. I'm, you know, my legs are cramping. You know, like, oh my God, I'm dying because I don't jog. I don't run. Yeah. And so having run, running, I don't know, a half mile to catch up with my wife, I nearly killed That's myself. I nearly I killed myself. Yeah. I couldn't do it either. No. But that I told her me. next time, I told her next time that what I normally do is she's usually not that close when I try to catch up. So normally I just go backwards and I meet her like halfway mm-hmm. in the route and then we come back the normal way. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking, oh, I was going to do that. But when we got to the intersection where I would have had to do that, the dog went left. <laughs> and she's like pulling me down the street. I'm like, all right, we'll catch up. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. but yeah, the need, running thing, not good. No. I need you to bring my dog in. Yeah, walk, your dog yeah. wins all dog. Yeah. yeah. You have a what again? English Mastiff. Oh, my God. That's a big one. <laughs> What's it weigh? Uh, I don't know. It's pretty damn. <laughs> But now that, you don't. Last time we waited, we brought her over here to our that big scale in the back back door. Does anybody notice that there's a GoPro hanging from the studio? Oh yeah. Hey, oh, Meg must have left that's her GoPro terrifying. here. <laughs> I, all of a sudden, I'm just like, what? <laughs> For the people at home, Dear there we, we still have you know the studio that we're in has a seamless that Gary built. Thank you, Gary. Thank you. And then um, we have the two old. Um, uh, paper, what do they call hangers? Them? Yeah. Hangers, um, and hanging from the paper hanger is a GoPro <laughs> pointed at us, and I'm not quite sure. Oh, she must have had it in here when she was doing like POIs or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. You know that that generation, she's twenty something. The, the photographing no, herself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's always she's always always she's, thinking. She's always thinking. She's the yes. selfie queen. Well, she's not as much as a selfie queen as Laura Anderson Shaw, who's also been on the podcast on numerous yeah. atta- times, whose husband is a regular listener, by the way. Really? Oh, thank yes. you, Chris. Shout out to Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris. Right. His wife doesn't listen, even though she's on the show. <laughs> wow. But yeah. he re- listens regularly. Very nice. Excellent. And apparently nice. did um, – oh, you did you have you been listening in your – On and off, yeah. Okay. The uh, Meg, we were going through the statistics for the podcast. I don't know what the context was, but I said we had a listener in New Zealand, and it turns out that she's like, oh, that's my brother. I'm like, oh, Oh, man. I know. And then I got a tweet from a guy in New Zealand that listens. Is it a brother? No. Oh, it was No. (laughs) And he goes, what's so great about people listening to the podcast in New Zealand? And I'm like, hey, man, I'm just happy people are listening. Yeah. And the idea that the internet gets to New Zealand... That's I know cool. that it's it's. I understand that the wire is really long. See, and now I'm like really cautious about things I'm saying. Yeah, like what you're gonna like curse New Zealand? I don't know. Does it? I mean, it's not like you're going to racial epitaphs when you're in a group Against full of New Zealanders, racially yeah. diverse people. <laughs> That's true. It's like, oh, I, I don't want to say that word. Oh, so oh, speaking of yeah. not saying the right word, Uh-oh. I was. <laughs> I had to call. I had to call um, one of the. The, the people that applied for the job and mm-hmm. tell them that they didn't get the job and because I like to do that I don't right. I don't like here's an email I mean if I interviewed you on the phone mm-hmm. I will call you and tell you you didn't get the job and I think that's the right thing to do yeah, okay so. if you didn't get an interview you got an email right yeah. so okay. I, or I if I don't know you personally fair enough right. yeah, I right. mean that's just the way it goes but 
So I, I went to call this young woman, and I had been talking to somebody else with a different female first name two seconds before the phone started to ring. And I'm not entirely sure on her voicemail, I didn't leave the other person's oh, name. Oops. Like, hi, wrong name. So, this is Todd from the dispatch. Uh, can you, you text me when you get your, you know, when you get this and then I'll call you back. And then, so the whole time I'm eating at Ar Arby's waiting for her to get back to me, it's like, did I say the wrong name? I think I said the wrong name. It's sort of like when you think you left your garage door open and you drive yeah. home. Yeah. Like you're halfway to work yeah. and you're like, oh shit, did I leave the garage door open? And you yeah. drive home and oh, the garage door is closed. She didn't say anything. We had a very nice chat. She was very good. She's somebody to keep an eye on in the future mm -hmm. um, for us. She, I think she's going to be a really good shooter. And cool. uh, um, keep an eye on. But we'll keep an eye on her too. Um, but it was the it was the, that one of those weird moments. It's like you hung up the phone and goes, "Oh crap! Did I just leave the person the wrong name?" It's like, have you ever gotten an email from somebody that was intended for somebody else? Well, I this I I'm I'm gonna interject. You didn't sext somebody no, something else. Did no, you? I did not. I have not done that ever. But do you remember when you called me and uh, I I ended up calling you back because I was laughing so hard. But you called and we were talking about work or something and you were really busy. Uh, you might have been driving. And uh, at the end of it, you were like, okay, love you, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I hung up and I let it go for like three seconds. I'm like, I got to call him back. I got to call him back. <laughs> I called him back and I was like, uh. It's true. Uh, yeah. You know, and my, my wife gives me a hard time about that because the, I, I, always, I always say that. Like, love you, bye. Yeah. And, I, and it's, it, it's, She's like, does it really mean anything if you say it every single time? And she says it jokingly. I'm right. sure if I did not say it, she'd call me on it. Yeah. Um, but it's it becomes almost, in, and I think yeah. the other person I did that to once was Jenny Butler, <laughs> <laughs> which really was awkward. Really, yeah. It's like, uh, that sounded, I think that came out of me wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, I love you guys, but yeah, I'm not but sure that's just, the way to close just, a phone conversation. It was like, I, I got to call him back. I can't. Nope. Nope. Mm. But. Um, so do we want to, let's see, we're at uh, 43 minutes. We will address your impending retirement yeah, in a future time. podcast. So that's Brian the tease. Brian starts when? Wednesday? Brian starts Wednesday. Are we going to make a podcast? Well, yeah, we'll bring him up and torture him. Yeah, cool. He's going to, we'll have him, we'll take him to lunch. We'll send him to HR. We'll get him drunk after he goes to HR. Um, but, uh, yeah, can you imagine how it's his first job? So That's very cool. It's, I mean, remember how excited you were in your first job? Mm -hmm. I, you know, I look back and I was so green and so dumb and my, uh, my parents bought then? me a bunch of clothes then yeah, as opposed to now. <laughs> Um, my parents bought me a bunch of clothes because I was, were they I was college. Were they dockers? They were dockers. They were dockers. <laughs> you were looking I, fine standing I was, there. I was did you wearing walk, a tie. Did you walk around with your hands on your hips I like they did in those old dockers commercials? Yeah, yeah. And um, I can remember I had also, they bought me a pair of really nice uh, wingtips. They were like St. John's <laughs> Bay leather-soled wingtips. And uh, I don't know what, you know, it's because they'd been watching, you know, you the get? TV what? shows. Well, that was just it. I was like, I was a photographer for, it was the Pontiac Daily Later. And uh, I can remember, I, I can remember, I, 
burn those shoes out. On, and they were good shoes that really made me angry. I had to walk like a mile on a railroad uh, to get to like an accident scene or something. And it, was, it wasn't it was like good rock. It was that like horrible, sharp lava rock or something. I don't even know where they import it from, like the balls of hell or something. And uh, I tore those shoes to ribbons walking on that in my Dockers and in my dress shirt. And I got, uh, we were still developing film and I got developer and fixer all over my, my tie and little gray holes all over my, 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 you know, I don't know, $500 worth of Docker. Well, Gary's got the best story about ruining a shirt. Uh, The best story ever about ruining a shirt when you went to color balance with a strobe and you used your blue shirt. Oh, that was back when I... I had to fill in for Herbig really quick, and my flash was already drained, and the only thing that was available was flash bulbs. Oh, wow. <laughs> and the only flash bulbs they had was clear instead of the blue color. Yeah. So we get out to this farm, and I'm supposed to take a picture of a farmer milking a cow inside of a barn. Oh, God. <laughs> and I'm thinking, God, if I use this, you know, bare bulbs, it's just going to be just, you know, it's going to be yellow as all get out. So I thought, well, I looked at my shirt, and I said, well, it's dark blue. I hmm. wonder what that would do if I put it over the flash. So I took my shirt off and <laughs> <laughs> proceeded to pop off a flash, and instantly a four-inch hole appeared in my shirt. <laughs> so, and the, the farmer looks up from the udder and says, why do you have your shirt on, Mr. <laughs> well, then I... <laughs> I thought, well, the shirt's gone. It's ruined, so I might as well do it some more. So I ended up putting it, I think, about another six or seven holes into it. Oh, man. So, I can see Norman Rockwell painting this scene now. The farmer in the barn and Gary with his shirt off, popping flashes through a shirt. Yeah. Well, the reporter, uh, what was it? Mary Reasoner was the reporter. And I get done, and I put the shirt on. I look like the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> And she just looked at me and she said, you are just the most insane person or the most devoted person, one or the other. And I just said, well, I just had to do what I had to do. And believe it or not, the picture came out fantastic. <laughs> uh, that's brilliant. <laughs> that I've I've uh, heard that it's I've heard that story a, a bunch of times know, over the are, years, and I bad. and I never fails to kill. Yeah. It never fails to kill, and I like to hear it with the people who have never heard it before yeah, because awesome. it's it's the same. It just killed, yeah. but it it does kind of have a like a B a B movie porn feel to it. Yeah, it does. Well, yeah, it does. Let, let me. Gel this flash. <laughs> boom, chick, boom, chick, boom, chick. I'm taking off my shirt. Yeah, oh, anyway, man. the sexy photographer comes to take a picture of the sexy farmer. So many stories ruined by Photoshop. That's right. Oh, well, uh, boom, boom, boom. I know we can't. That story will never happen. Mm-mm, mm-mm, no. Ever again. Unless you go to some like weird retro world, yeah. the bizarro world, bizarro. where we have to all get up flash bulbs again. <laughs> oh, we, anyway. could do, we could do a podcast just uh, on the damage we've done to our clothing and equipment. Oh, oh my God! Man. Well, you know, I was talking to the pressman the other day about um, about you know how all the things that have changed, and the the biggest change for me is I can't see the back of my camera anymore <clears throat> without readers. Yeah. You know, to focus video. I mean, I can mm-hmm. look at the back of my camera for. Excuse me. Um, for uh, to to see if a still photos, but if I'm shooting video and I need to find focus, I gotta put yeah. I gotta put yeah. readers on. I'm the same way. I've got a 
That's I mean that's why I went to progressives because I the you know. Yeah. Well, we'll do the old man podcast still, next time. Yeah. My uh my I think my question still stands and maybe this is a question for readers. Maybe they maybe they or listeners, they maybe they can they can tell me. When you are looking at a camera through a lens, through a prism and a lens, a single lens reflex camera, are you looking at something close or are you looking at something far? Say that again. Wait. So if so you're like, looking if through I'm the looking viewfinder. through, right? Because it's right. this. This evolved out of a question about Lasix that you and I were talking about. Oh yeah. And um, about because when your eyes are as screwed up as mine are, um, they they'll do one eye for for far vision and mm-hmm. one eye for near vision, mm-hmm. and uh, deciding which eye <clears throat> I would want for, for that if if I end up doing Lasix and I don't know that I ever will. Oh, and then they just let your brain figure it out. And, and then yeah, your brain's supposed to do the math and figure it out. Okay. But when I'm looking at a camera, right? Okay. And, but then I thought, okay, so if I'm looking through a lens, you know, through a mirror, and then you know, a prism, and then a lens mm-hmm. at a baseball player a hundred yards away from me, am I looking at something that's a hundred yards away? Or am I looking uh, at that mirror? I see. You know, is right. it is it a near thing or is it a far thing that I'm seeing? Well, I think it would have to be a far thing because if you take off your glasses and look through your viewfinder, it will be out of focus. That makes sense. It, but would it be out okay. of focus if the camera was focused? Yes. It would still be out of That's focus. That's just my anecdotal information. All right. But you know, we I'm have just, a podcast. I'm just trying to wrap my brain around it. We man. have a podcast listener, Talia Arbrisser. Yeah. His parents are both famous eye doctors. Okay. So yeah, maybe, yeah. Talia, maybe will, an Talia will uh, email us in an answer or Facebook us or tweet us or whatever, but go it, and go I, find out I, from her folks. I think I have the answer. Do I you? think I have the answer, yes. Okay. It feels really sciencey, and I'm afraid it's not. I'm afraid it's like, no, idiot. It's, you know. Here, well, here's, here, I think. Well, we've always said we a, weren't Radio Lab. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's, right yeah. that's right, baby. Here's, all right. Here's how I think I can figure this out. So if you're taking a f- picture, of a mirror say you stand in front of a mirror okay so you can see your reflection you're holding your camera you see your reflection in the mirror and you focus on yourself in the mirror right you will be focusing on your lens thinks you're focusing on something i don't know 30 feet away but if you were to focus on the frame of the mirror as it hung on the wall your camera would then focus on something i don't know 15 feet away Okay, Instead I got of it. Thirty yeah. feet away, I got it, right? Yeah. Right. Now, if if the if the image coming through your lens through the prism off the mirror was considered to be as far away only as that prism and as that as that mirror, if to go back to the mirror hanging on the wall, if you focused on the frame of the mirror hanging on the wall, then the image reflected in the mirror would also be in focus, but it's not even though the reflected image is only as far away as the frame of the mirror itself. Oh, man, we have entered the matrix. I, you, know what yeah, I, mean? I know. you know what I mean? I feel like the Twilight Zone theme ought to be playing here. <laughs> we still did that. but Well, and, yeah. and I don't necessarily disagree with you on that, but I, I think the argument that distance-wise... Okay, so if, if, if you were to surgically repair one of my eyes yeah. for me mm-hmm. to be a, continue as a photographer, yeah. would you fix the eye that I look into my camera with? I'd make that the far. You would make that sight. the far and I not would. the near. Right. Yes. Okay. But, but you have a unique problem because when you put your, I don't know, 17 to 55 on and you're shooting a wide-angle room shot, now you're looking at stuff that's, 
five feet away instead of looking through your telephoto lens at things that are 200 feet away. So, but am I actually looking at, or am I looking at a small screen that's two inches away from my eye? Oh, you've got an electronic viewfinder in that camera you've got. Right. But that, I think I don't, but I don't, but think I don't know if it's any different than a mirror. I think it, I think it is. I think that, I think, I think, I think the mirror, the mirrored image is different than the, um, than the, than the, 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 yeah. You and your, you and your, my acronyms, you see how I threw that out there? (laughs) Yeah, you get these confusing. I I think your EVF is different because now it's like, like you're looking at a TV screen. Why that's different, I don't know. I was going to say, I'm, I, I know. But you why see, this is I why it why feels really sciencey, no, but I'm afraid it's yeah, going to be like yeah, yeah. you morons. You know, yeah, no. I know why it's different. I I know it's different. How do you know? Because the light source, if you were looking through a conventional eyepiece through a prism, bouncing off. He's of the right. Air, what he's about to say is right. The the light, the light source reflecting off your subject, say a football player on the field, right. is that far away? Okay. And and the lens is then ref, re, is then focusing that light onto a plane, and that focus point is being reflected up. You're really just looking at a reflected focal point. So the focal point stays, the, the subject stays the same. But when you have an ELV, when you have an electronic viewfinder, right. it is, your light source is now closer to your eye. Yes. And so it's the where the light source is. I, I don't know <laughs> if you could say that. I don't think but, that makes but, any sense at all. But in effectively, yes. I don't know. It's not, well, no, it's, not, it's not the light source. It's not the light source. It's how far your eye has to look to whatever it needs to focus on. So in, if it's the it's the distance of the light source from your eye, is what it is. The distance, the distance of the light source from your eye. Gary, do you have anything to add? No. I, I, Gary, uh, Gary shakes I, his head. I was going to say. I was going to say. I think they can rebuild you. I think they have the technology. <laughs> I'm hoping. I uh, no. I'm, I, Sti- I I'm Steve Austin. We all made that noise. I know, I know, I know. Nobody, there's like 10 people going, what the hell is it? No, well, the one listener is. New Zealand? I don't know. No. Did they get the $6 million man in New Zealand? I don't know. If they didn't, they lived poor lives for it. That's right. And I hope they go on the internet and look it up. They only got the bionic woman. Oh. I'm saying, I want to. Lindsey Wagner back in the day, man, for every junior high boy. Come on. Hello. I don't want to think about it. You don't know. You, you don't, don't know, know who we're talking about. Lindsay Wagner. No, I don't know. I know the six million dollar man, but not the you don't, woman. Okay. Well, say, well, we'll show it to. She was going to marry that's Steve. A, that's a podcast. Yeah, that's a podcast. <laughs> well, in its own you know, right and there. the interesting thing is, is that my life is going to change considerably, as is Gary's. That we, Gary and I, had a hard enough time dealing with Paul's limited knowledge of television trivia <laughs> in the photo department from the, his 30-year-old pers- perspective to to Gary and I's more senior perspective, um, that we will now have uh, this summer, we will have three 20-somethings whose television knowledge probably doesn't even include friends. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then there's going to be us yeah. on the other side of the TV. Hey, remember Rocky and Bullwinkle, Gary? Are they a boy band? <laughs> Moose and Squirrel. <laughs> Moose and Squirrel. All right, kids. We've uh, gone on long enough. Anyway, I'm Todd Meisner. I'm Todd Wilbur. I'm Paul Coletti. I'm Gary Crampeck. And we've been talking pictures. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. The Talking Pictures Podcast is a production of The Dispatch, The Rock Island Argus, and QCOnline.com. 
To see some of the photos and videos discussed in our podcast, be sure to go to talkingpicturespodcast.blogspot.com. Talking Pictures is produced by Todd Meisner, Paul Coletti, and Todd Walbert. Thanks to Laura Anderson Shaw, Meg McLaughlin, Laura Frames, and Randy Fisk. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod at www.incomputech.com. Make sure you subscribe to Talking Pictures on iTunes or SoundCloud.